Welcome friends, uh, just a quick introduction, uh, this first five minutes is going to be, uh, a clip from episode seven of Random, uh, we were just out of the theaters from seeing Fast and Furious 8, uh, we knew there were going to be more, um, we had no idea where they were going to go, so we made some bold predictions, uh, this was even before we knew Hobbs and Shaw was going to be a thing, so... Enjoy that. If you don't care about Fast and Furious, uh, I'd say skip seven, eight minutes ahead. Then you miss a good portion of the Fast and Furious talk. But if you're interested and want to see uh, what we have to say, uh, this little clip. And then uh, we talk about the newest trailer for a few minutes uh, at the start of Random. So I hope you enjoy and uh, we'll catch you next week. And this is the series that went through large pains to realize that uh, number three was a prequel because Han died in it, you know? Yeah. They need to get their shit together. Tighten it up. Tighten it up. You hear that? You hear that, uh, Fast and Furious makers? Oh, and guess what? You got to run a tight ship. And it's all on one dude because they're different directors, but the same guy has written every one of the past five of them, I think. I thought it was a new one for this one. Nope, same writer. Fuck. I mean, awesome? <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for Fast and Furious 9. I hope they introduce time travel, because honestly, they're not cars anymore. They have to just go insanely unreasonable levels with these movies then. Yeah, I hope there's an alien invasion. That's what I'm hoping for. Nine or ten is either time travel or space. Oh, I got it. I got it. It's the end time. The four horsemen of the apocalypse come in and they all have their own cars. Right? Death's driving in a white charger. Every movie I've ever wanted. (laughs) Oh, wait, they'd have to be Mustangs, right? They're all on white horses. Uh, Touche. No, because you could have Ferraris and uh, Ferraris, I guess. But yeah, Dom's Black Charger against the fucking white Mustang of Death. <laughs> That's the movie I want. That's fucking number nine, all I want. Um, I think it's it's a book I read a long time ago. I think it's <sighs> Pale Horse. He wrote it on Pale Horse, something like that, but he drives a white Countach. <laughs> Yes. Get on it fast. We will write Fast 9 for you. Get at it. Emails out. This is going to have to happen. Get at Listen, everything that happens, just scrap it. Don't worry about it. The four horsemen of the apocalypse are coming. Bango. Arnie, I swear to Christ, if it's all boats in Fast 9, I'll burn everything to the ground. Nobody if, will remember the Fast and the Furious series. What? See, that, that's what happens. In 9 is the apocalypse, and then 10, there's no more gas, so they just walk everywhere. <laughs> there's no cars at all. Like, I'm so excited for the possibilities we, we laid out, but I'm also very terrified about the worst-case scenarios we just put in place. Fucking hell. Because he also said it'd be the Waterworld style. 
No, and then, so nine's the apocalypse. Ten is, you know, they set up this fucking survivor's camp and whatever, and then it slowly fades out and then fades back into the beginning of Mad Max. And all ten of these movies have been a prequel to Mad Max Fury Road. Absolutely. Yes. I'm a charger carrying ass in the background. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. God damn it. <laughs> so if you haven't seen Fast and Furious 8, go see it. Also write some letters to the people making these movies. I feel like... It, I, I feel like regardless of our opinion, you know you're going to see that movie or not. So whatever. Oh yeah, for sure. I also am probably going to see it again Tuesday. Oh, I'm not. I think I, I can give it one more. I think I got one in me because I really want to see that Roadrunner tear around in New York City again. Nowhere else. <laughs> so I'm assuming. Oh man. I'm assuming they're gonna bring her back. I mean, obviously she's gonna be. I mean, she's gonna have to find Han, who's still alive, and they're gonna bring him back into the fold. Oh, I honestly, the first point when she gave the camera to him, I I was like, oh, fuck, Han's still alive. What if, what if she hacks him back to life? She hacks the life code and raises Han. (laughs) But, like, he turns zombie, so, like, the other chick is trying to hack him back to death. And remember, Han, he eats all the time. He's always snacking. He's famine. <laughs> but this also this all happens on a spaceship, the International Space Station, which is in the. Sh- and they're trying to turn up the engine on it so it can fly faster. So I fucking- yeah, he's got to put the pop can t- tab in it so he can pull it. <laughs> Welcome, friends, to random number one hundred and thirty-three. That's right. We've done 133 of these damn things. Of course, you know, I'm Ox. That over there is Luke. We're going to tell you about the latest and greatest you should be watching. Maybe some stuff you should be avoiding. Uh, But for this week, we watched... We got cut up in The Outsider. Uh, I watched the first episode of Cheer. Uh, We watched I Lost My Body on Netflix, along with House with a View of the Monster on Amazon. I believe that's rental, right? Uh, Yeah, VOD. And then theatrically, we caught The Turning and The Gentleman. Um, did you watch anything other besides all of that? Maybe. I don't know. It's been a weird week and a half. Uh, you didn't catch up Bombshell in, in theaters, did you? No, I, I immediately was like, you know what? No, give a fuck. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. I feel like you have more insight on that. But than I do, um, I didn't know all that shit that was going down. But I mean, obviously, it's dramatized somewhat. But I'm sure a lot of it's pretty fucking true. Yeah, but I'm also just like, hey, I get sexual assaults bad, but guess what? I don't care about Fox News people. They are the fucking the worst. Fucking yikes, man! These are still people. People are people. Yeah, but they're also, you know lying to people and spreading disinformation and being super racist and violent towards people every day. So why should I care? I see your point. 
I definitely see your point. Um, also, I don't get that too into the political side of the arena, so I just don't see most of it because I avoid the shit. Um, but <laughs> so first, let's uh, let's talk this Fast Nine trailer because I broke my goddamn rule by not watching trailers because everybody spoiled the fucking big thing. And I'm sure you've already seen it, but Han's back alive somehow. Well, you know, like, is it a spoiler? Because it would have been everywhere. Even if you didn't watch the trailer, you would have saw it somewhere. Oh, yeah, for sure. I I saw it for a good two days, trying to avoid everything. And then, like, it was like, well, fuck. (laughs) I mean, it's whatever. It looks like a Fast and Furious movie. It certainly does, and uh, I'm. I have no idea where I sit, stand on this right now, because uh, I really enjoyed Hobbs and Shaw, and this looks in the vein of that for sure. Um, when you set the message that <laughs> Han's back and there's Carfu and Bull, I was like, well, I mean, look at what we got in Hobbs and Shaw. Like we have bionic exosuits or and like shit like stitching people back together for mercenary missions and shit like that. It's like, that's far par for the course, I guess at this point, but oof, son of a bitch. It's very hard to believe anything that's going on anymore whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) They're movies and they're dumb and they're fun and they're always too long. And those are the same things I'll say in six months when we watch it. I'm sure. And I'm sure I'll be like, oh my god, this is the best of the best. <laughs> yeah, it's usually what you do. Uh, what's so funny is uh, that's what took me the last 10-15 uh, minutes because I was scrubbing back through. Uh, I didn't realize we watched Fast and Furious 8 nearly two and a half years ago. It was like the seventh episode we did. Uh, and we made wild predictions for 9 and I'm going to I'm, we're not that far off. <laughs> there, is, there is a rocket car. So uh, We uh, had talked about... Listen, I think our idea stands as a great fucking plot for moving forward. Um, we had thought of that they need to go against the uh, Four Horsemen of Apocalypse. And I just watched the trailer again so I could be ready for this. Um, John Cena's racing a fucking Mustang against fucking Dom's Charger. No, see, he's <laughs> he he is war personified. Yeah. It's true, it's true. So now I'm I'm pretty excited for it just because of the stupidity that's going to ensue. Uh, apparently, Charlie Theron didn't die, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, she's back with more stupid hair, so that's cool. It's true. It's that much is true. So, <sighs> what a wild ride! Uh, let's talk hey. cheer first because I am fascinated by how much this captivated you to try and push me into it. Why? Because it's amazing. How do you not love it? It's it's. I, there's nothing I enjoy about it. It's mm. this prissy school that. It kind of gets everything handed to them, and then like kids working hard for what they want. <laughs> That's what you took from it. Just people <laughs> do what they want. Yeah, I mean, for the most part. 
needed to watch more. You needed to watch it all. <laughs> well, I am five hours away from watching it all now. Um, I don't know. I just didn't get the drama. Like, nothing, nothing was like it's just a documentary. Um, yeah, and documentaries are awesome. I disagree. But I know you're a big fan of them, so I mean, I'm not hating on you, but they're definitely not my speed. <laughs> well, I think you could benefit greatly from watching them. You're telling me if I put five more hours towards cheer, I will be in the shoes you're wearing, not the shoes I'm wearing. Yeah, but I'm not wearing shoes, so. Well, thanks for killing that wonderful analogy. Um, I, you know what? For you, I'll do it. Maybe, possibly. Well, <laughs> one, I don't feel like those anyone was handed anything, and it's like a tiny, like it's so weird. You're like, it's this pretty, like it's this really small community college that works really hard to get this thing that they've become well known for because of all their hard work, and you're just like. They're fucking elites who get everything they want. Fuck You're these right. people. You're right. I am pretty much shitting on them for their hard work and determination. And I apologize for that. Um, they are hardworking. Uh, I guess I did over... Hmm, over-exemplify their standings. They are a very small school. But it's like everybody you're talking to is only dreams of attending this school and it's probably the size of a community college and like okay. they're only really known for this cheer squad and that i think is where you're cutting yourself short by not watching more because like this is like the introduction like you get to the point where like jerry because how can you not love jerry he's just this big ball of energy who's just uplifting everyone. He's this great thing. You get to episode two and he's just like, I kind of like found my way into cheer and, you know, I had a single mother and we lived check to check and we had food stamps. We couldn't afford anything, but she worked her ass off so that I could do this thing I loved. And then she died of cancer and this community pulled me in and they took me in as their own and they raised me and they, pushed me to do this thing and now i'm at the be- most prestigious best college i could do this doing the thing i love to make my mother proud and you're just like these people are handed everything <laughs> fuck them well fuck me i apologize uh maybe i'll have to give it a couple more episodes jeez that really took the wind out of myself for sure <laughs> <laughs> i've only seen people saying good things about it so like i don't know i I just not into documentaries, but I'll give it a few more episodes for sure. Um, jumping from that to the outsider, how are you excited? Are you to be caught up now? I don't get what you're all about. I guess is my problem. You're like, I'm so hooked. Oh God, I'm in. I was watching. I was like, it's just more of the same. I'm like, really? What? What? Uh, I think <laughs> it's the fact that you have the X Files background. Like, I guess I've never really had a, a story like this. For the most but part, a even that series just, like that. But even then, it's just like, when you came in last week and you were like, episode three hooked me, I'm in. Like, there was nothing in episode three that wasn't in the first two, so I don't get what, like, you, you mean, were all... Uh, besides the fantastic uh, private investigator. 
that just yeah, doesn't believe or believes in different realities, I suppose is the way to say it. Yeah, and again, that was on one hand, it was me being facetious to a bit, but it is X Files, <laughs> you know, it's it is literally like Mulder. She's, you know, this weirdo outsider who's looked on as not being normal, who is open to all these other things versus the straight laced by the books person who's like, no, that's impossible. There can't be doppelgangers. It's see, very see now you're selling me on X Files. <laughs> Dude, I shot you that text. It's only 218 episodes. We could easily do that. I'm totally down. You got me for sure because I love the uh, the chemistry or like the the different dichotomy of these two characters and the way you just described it. I was like, mm, I kind of want more of that for sure. I think maybe you should. Mm, it's rough. It, that. <laughs> We will have to figure something out because, like, I would. <laughs> I kind of need you there because I've never been able to finish the X Files. Um, I've only ever gotten through season eight multiple times, and it's like, <laughs> no, nah, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. How many uh, episodes is each season? Like twenty four. That's not possible if there's only two hundred episodes. There's nine the latest- seasons. I guess the later episodes or the later seasons probably cut it down to ten or twelve. Well, what what are you talking about? Twenty. It's like twenty-two times nine is less than two hundred, close to two hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Math is not my. Son, you know, touche, touche. That is a fucking yeah. But each episode's one and done, isn't it? No, there's well, no. Is it kind of like uh, Veronica Mars, where it kind of has a couple arcs a season? Yes, there is like an overarching mythology, and then there are standalone episodes between them. Okay. See, I think we could handle that. And I could help you. I could hold your hand through season eight and nine. <laughs> and I'd hold your hand through those rough first seasons. Yeah, it'd be That's great. Fair. That's fair. We can do this. Um, but I don't know. It, it, it's intriguing. For the most part, but also it's. I feel like I'm topped off with Stephen King, and I feel like this is very Stephen King esque. Um, this is like the least Stephen King thing we've watched in a long time. Yeah, but I think it's just the 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 plate's already full, and it's just like I think this is I, you I'm, just being. This is just you being... Why are you so negative today? You're shitting all over Gary's dreams, and now you're talking about (laughs) Stephen King? Listen, I definitely don't want to be, but I feel like you draw that out of me. (laughs) Because the answer is, like, if it didn't say Stephen King's The Outsider, you wouldn't connect this to Stephen King. No, I mean, like, all the promotion for it, like, in December, when we were watching Watchmen, it was like Stephen King's The Outsider, like this acclaimed series, no. blah blah blah. I know, but if literally, if they were just like, "Here's a show called The Outsider," and yeah, I would have never Stephen picked King, it up, and I'd be like, "Ah, oh, fuck it." And you wouldn't have this reservation. You have these weird mental blocks in your head when it comes to shit. Hmm. Uh, I feel like I'm just giving you an out, and I'm <laughs> waiting for you to grab onto that so I can take that parachute as well. You're the one who made me watch these. You made me watch three episodes. And you're like, I want it out. 
Listen, if you don't want to continue, I won't continue. Like, I like the cast. I think everything, everyone's excellent. It's a well-made show. But I'm like, how are we doing five more episodes? How is this only half done? Like, at this point, we know everything except what exactly the thing is. And that's the least interesting part of it. Because mm-hmm. at this point, if you look at it as in terms of true crime detective fiction, it's all about, you know, finding the evidence and figuring out who it is. We've now run across three cases of this. We know almost everything because this private investigator is like Sherlock-esque in their ability just to figure things out. I've mm-hmm. been like, oh, yes, of course, it's the boogeyman who feeds on fear and the pain and guilt. So, like, you understand this thing's M.O. We know exactly what it's doing and why it's doing it. We just don't know what it is, and that's not an interesting hook. Mm. Yeah. I feel like it, it last week or a couple weeks ago, um, before we got the a little bit more with the private investigator, like had they not revealed all that stuff, I'm pretty sure I would have been more captivated. But I think that now that we're at that point and we're ha- only halfway, it's like I really don't understand how they get. Because I'm guessing it's going to be True Detective where we only sit with this group of characters for this season if they do have a second one. There wouldn't be like this. This is going to be the book, and I mean, unless there's no point. Like they're going to get to the end, and there's going to be a monster, and they're going to defeat it. It's mm. what's going to happen. What if they throw a uh, wrought iron gate through it? What if, right? <laughs> so you're saying you're done with the outsider? I don't know. Have it's you read whatever. the book? I don't think we need. No. Oh, okay. I'm reading Stephen. King chronologically. Oh, okay. So I remember that. Now. So I'm I'm back in the early days still. <laughs> and I... That's fair. Yeah. Uh, did you watch any of Avenue Five? No, fuck that. It looks awful. <laughs> Listen, it's actually pretty funny. Um, it's it's very in the lines of Los Spookies and uh, what we do in the the dark. I feel like you are. <laughs> being blasphemous by talking about these two amazingly funny shows and for this Listen, one that does... it's, it's certainly not up to those standards but it's reaching and trying um you're essentially on a cruise line that gets knocked off course and like they start having all problems on the ship and then they come to find that the crew is just fake actors like the ship was meant to do all of the stuff itself and uh, now they're all together for three years. <laughs> yep, sounds awful. It's actually, it's pretty entertaining, actually. Did Minus... you watch McMillions? <laughs> no, I didn't, but I figured you were. Well, yeah, it's a great story. Why wouldn't you watch it? Uh, isn't it only like the first of like six parts out now? Yeah, but it was out, and you get to see like this sweet FBI agent be like, I went to the the big wigs of McDonald's, so I decided I was wearing a gold suit. That's how I was going to press McDonald's. <laughs> I hate that so much that I'm intrigued. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it, it's well done. It's funny, and it moves. 
but like you could go read the original daily beast article if you really wanted to just mainline the story because it's super well written hmm. interesting yeah i might check it out um that's weird so uh let's move on to some movies and let's start with the one that you just finished up um uh i lost my body on netflix an animated feature which shocked the hell out of me that you suggested yeah i did it for you man I know you love the animated stuff. And a foreign film. <laughs> yeah. French. And kind of drawn in the, a similar style that Undone was on Amazon a few months back. Um, uh, did you enjoy it? Sorry, I'm eating. Um, I think so. <laughs> this is a terrible podcast. <laughs> It's part of the course. We're we're rusty. We took a week off. Um, I get it. Um, Sorry. The fucking the girlfriend threw a Slim Jim down in front of me before we started. And I was like, I want a Slim Jim. And I was like, I want a Slim Jim. It's gross and greasy. And... Fair enough. So uh, essentially you start off as this hand that's just laying around, falls out of a fridge. Um, and there's other body parts that fall out, and it's just a weird way that it starts, and like, it's enough to intrigue you, and you're going through, like, um, the memories of the, the person it's looking for. Um, the entire time I was like, oh, we're definitely looking for him. Like, he's running into a serial killer that, like, lopped off his hand. Um, but it's kind of this sweet tale of like these two running into each other and then the one stalking the other one for a little bit until like he tries winning her affection um and she just doesn't care to have it and then he decides to live for himself I guess I don't know uh, also lops <laughs> off his fucking hand <laughs> not purposely no but like when it when the situation presented itself, I was like, oh, well, this is fucking how it happens. Stop playing a round of fucking bandsaw. <laughs> you have to catch that fly. You never have to catch a fly that bad that you risk personal injury. <laughs> but the fly was a metaphor, my friend. I totally get it. Um... <laughs> no, I think it's fine. It's, it's well done. Um... I think it deals with uh, trauma and the way life moves and how you can move beyond it and be, like you said, live for yourself eventually. It was really well done. Excuse me. Um, I just don't like animated movies. so <laughs> <laughs> That's what surprised me the most. I, thought, I figured that was the case, but uh, how'd you hear about this one? Uh, it was... He talked about it all over, and then it got nominated for the Academy Award for animated film. Huh. Well, I'll be damned. Uh, but yeah, I think it's worth checking out on Netflix. It's only ninety minutes or so. So, yeah, fun little animated, and like, there's not that much dialogue, so it's like it was a fun journey because a lot of it was driven through the sound of the movie. Um, and yeah. this, this little and thing then there hand. was an astronaut for no reason. 
Listen, he wanted to be an astronaut. It makes sense. <laughs> Why wouldn't that astronaut from his past guide him to cr- fucking cross a heavy interstate via Frogger style with an umbrella? <laughs> but what's weird is like space travel has become so maligned that when I see someone in a bulky old astronaut suit with a flag like that, I immediately go to my pop culture reservoir and that's just like, oh, it's the moon man from MTV. (laughs) You're not wrong. You're definitely not wrong. Um, It's kind of what I thought too. And I was like, oh, that's we're beyond that generation that grew up with that. That like when it pops up, it's like, is this somebody from back in those days? So (laughs) yeah, it's kind of fun. Um, But yeah, definitely worth checking out. I really enjoyed it. I'm the animated guy, so I definitely would recommend this to others. So, well, good for you, big old dumb anime guy. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Um, let's jump from there and let's talk uh, House with a View of the Monster. Um, yeah, because I'm guessing you found this the same way. No, I literally was like. I pulled up Prime and was like, new releases on VOD. I was like, let's see what's up. Because I think I think I was checking for uh, Parasite and Waves to see if they were mm. for rent yet versus buy. And it was like, what else is in here? And I was like, that's an interesting title. Let's watch that. <laughs> so has this been in theaters yet? I think it was straight to VOD. Oh, okay. And um... it just came out. So how do you feel about it? Not in terms of like theme, but in terms of tone, uh, it reminded me a lot of coherence mm-hmm. where it's like, it's kind of like this high concept idea and it's obviously being done very low budget indie style. Yeah. Um, did you like it? No. <laughs> <laughs> You are um, a magnificent beast. <laughs> I think I think it hooks you in the beginning. There's enough weird, you know, it's just like the, this couple rents their home on an Airbnb site. They decide it, it seems like they're having some kind of trouble and they're like, let's just let's go home. Let's make a family like we need to just buckle down and do this. It's time. And so they want to kick these people out early and they get home and like there's no one there, but all the bags are still there. And then all of a sudden, a dude with an axe tries to get into the house. She's like, oh, I'm intrigued. <laughs> and, then starts, and then it starts, like, jumping around in time. It, it plays with this chronology a little to tell the story. You know, it, it starts with the homeowners. Then it goes to the guests. And then it goes to, like, the house itself and shows some history and then so it's it's telling the story fragmented so that you don't get it all at once mm-hmm. because by the time you get to like the third act you're like oh they bought a haunted house and they know it and they're like fuck this place let's just rent it out to people <laughs> um yeah i think the storytelling worked really well uh this very much like the lot the animated feature about that body um just told their stories very similar fashions a very memento where like you start at the beginning you go all the way to the end and you 
come cut back and forth between the two. Um, I think it did really well. Um, the the part that gets me is the fucking one dude is like, you guys want to have kids because it's baby proofed, and like then you find out that no, it's because the haunted fuckingness of it, the, the fucking cabinets won't stay shut. I mean, it's true they do want to have kids, but like that's that's not why things are locked down, and it's like just really yeah, they're like weird. fuck, we we're tired of our doors opening, <laughs> but you know it's just like there's this weird like indie rock montage where like they're cleaning their house and axes keep showing up everywhere and like there's like oh oh house that i was like i would have loved it if like she would have just fucking opened the shed out back and like she just tosses a couple more like there's just a pile of axes like they just have a multiplying axe room (laughs) (laughs) why is there an axe by the bed i just got tired of moving the fucker fuck it we got an axe by the bed now (laughs) or you know and like she like she's like cleaning the bathroom and turns around and like leave is written in blood over the mirror and she's like <sighs> and oh, cleans it off. House. I was like, what's the tone? <laughs> I was really like tonally, I was not ready for that. And I was kind of like, what are we doing? Because then like it cuts from that to like <laughs> the bizarre scenario of like this dying grandmother hires this hitman to kill her granddaughter, but he falls in love with her, but also wants to kill her, but she ODs, and it's, like, kind of dark and weird. (laughs) There's a story in there somewhere. I don't know if necessarily the movie works for it, um, but I can see pieces of this in a... being fleshed out better down the road. Um, I didn't mind it. Uh, I I probably talked to a couple people about it this week and like, oh, Haunted House kind of mystery kind of seems kind of fun. And it's like, I mean, that's really what it is. So it's, there's not much to it. Um, it's, it's really fucking weird when the uh, Uber driver shows up and is like, hey, that, that lady that was staying with you, she called for an Uber. And he's like, ah, not here. Get out of here. <laughs> Scram, you got the wrong house. And it's like, is he playing that murder right there? If he does find her, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but, no, it's a movie. It was like you said. Like I think there's a kernel of an idea in there that you can shape a different way. Um, this was kind of all over the place, and I'm not. It it was weird. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, it it, it left a lot of uh, loose ends and like just threaded uh, lines, like. I see where they were going with it, but they kind of just didn't connect it all the well. But I mean, it it looks good and like it's fun for what it is. But I look forward to this becoming something more and like talking about it down the road and be like, hey, remember when we saw these little pieces earlier? And now I just want a shed full of axes. Shed full of axes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, so, uh, let's talk about the other haunted movie that we saw called The Turning, and I feel like it's a real fucking coin flip if you enjoyed it or if you really hated it. Do you think it's a coin flip? Because I know I'm firmly on one side, and I know what that is. So you really hated it? It's a big old fuck that movie. That movie is stupid. (laughs) I figured that was going to be the case, but I, I which means you liked it. Um, I don't know. 
I'm like thir- I'm seventy five percent there. But like, there's a lot of it that really? I'm like, to hell with it. And like, like the last one, I can see a lot of the pieces that are there. Like, they kind of just shred it. And the site is definitely not the movie that was sold during the uh, trailer or the first half of the trailer that I've ever seen. But um, like creepy kids. Um, but I like the concept of it. Um, I just think it could be worked better. Uh, I really like the actress from Terminator. Uh, I think she does a great job, but... And I love how that's the one you go to, Terminator. Uh, what else has she been in? Uh, she was in San Junipero, the Black Mirror episode. Like, if you want to go, like, something good. Uh, she was in Halt and Catch Fire. She's been in a lot of stuff. But you're like, Terminator. Hmm. She's a T1... I... I guess I didn't realize that was the chick from San Junipero. Um, also, there was some fucking Black Mirror-esque thing that I wanted to talk about with the last one, I think, and now I can't think of it. Doesn't matter. Black Mirror's bad. Black Mirror is fantastic. You just gotta not hate it. You, you gotta be not <laughs> me about it. Uh, so, like, the one good thing, I think, in this movie is uh, the little girl from Florida Project. Like, I think she's great in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of it can go fucking die in a fire. It's so dumb. <laughs> it's it very pretentious, and it's like, I don't know. You just hate the characters off the bat, minus those two. Well, it's just like... And, and out of four, and like, that's a lot of characters. <laughs> well, and for the most part, like, any point, like, Finn Wolfhard shows up anywhere, I'm like, ah, fuck off, kid. I hate you. I'm, I'm so tired of seeing your face in anything. I'm there. I'm 50% there. Like, I still want him to get his shot, but also I'm just like, man, come on. You could have picked anybody else. Um, I think <coughs> it's mainly because I really hated the... Uh, wasn't he... What was the movie that was in Vegas? Yeah, the uh, Goldfinch. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I he's doing that, that terrible was... Russian accent. <laughs> That was the point where I'm like, you know what? I could have less than Wolfhart in my life. I'd be fine with that. I'd be very fine with it. If he just showed up once every year and a half on Stranger Things, that's all I need. That's fair. Um, but no, uh, I like how the story is kind of cyclical. Um, it's kind of not... It's left ambiguous. Like, do they just reset what? their lives when they leave? What are you talking about? This this is a movie that once strives for ambiguity so hard mm-hmm. that it doesn't end. The movie just stops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you see her back in the house and like she's gone crazy obviously. Um listen. I there's kernels in there. Um I don't not think there's a fucking thing. nugget anywhere. <laughs> I love the fact that when they leave, then it, it reverts to when she's looking at the pictures and like it cycles back and like, oh, she is crazy at this point. And like, yeah, but know. at that point, like, the thing is, like, it shows them leaving and then it cuts back to the other point and shows her going crazy. That it's not like a, it doesn't show her like, 
killing the 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 housekeeper and then kidnapping the kids and like it's two so divergent points that that entire first point or the second point or maybe both are completely fictionalized there's no way to grasp on any of it and it's just going like maybe she's crazy maybe she's not oh now we're in a hospital how did that happen don't know don't care movie's over like it's so dumb no i mean as much as as much as it's a trope that i hate at least in something like last time we saw it the joker at least it plays it back and realizes like he was crazy and it was all in his head and it wasn't real versus just like it never happened so why did I see it Mm. at no point did she actually you know watch the 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 maid die and take the kids in a car and leave so like why is she imagining it when you show me what really happened was she yelled at the kids that they saw ghosts and then started screaming like so where's this fictionalized reality coming in I mean, you're making great points. Um, yeah, I I think I was just reaching for something. Um, and like not having that uh, solidified reality. I don't know. I like that better than Joker. How it how it did play off was showing you exactly. Um, I don't know. But also, yeah. I but at least see like what you're saying, like it, it, it can't work for audiences to do a story like that for sure. Yeah, because that's it's basically just saying like, oh, that thing you saw didn't happen. We showed it to you for no reason other than to make it shocking when it turns out she's crazy, which has no bearing on anything else in the film until they decide to say like, huh, hope it's not hereditary, and then she goes crazy. Like if she was having like mental faculty problems and there was some inherited mental illness from her mother. Why did it not manifest itself until she's in her thirties and she's already been teaching kids forever and she's an adult and like, it's fine. Yeah. So if you want to go down that route, then you have to show me how it's the house and this place that's affecting her. But if that's the case, then the ghost story never really happened anyway, even though, it's dumb. I hate it all. I see how you're getting worked up about this. That makes a lot of sense. <coughs> um, it, it hmm, much like the last two we were just talking about, how it left a lot of through lines. Like this one was shredded on all the the branches it didn't take, and like <sighs> you get fifteen different ghosts or moaning things and it's like not one of them is connected I feel like we were going to be walking into like a uh, Annabelle situation where like one thing was possessing many different things and like casting and like we never really get there and like it's it's kind of this person that doesn't believe in ghosts and is just there to do a job is like knock it off ghosts (laughs) Well, like the 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 weirdest thing is like <laughs> that this is based on a book, The Turn of the Screw, that came out in like eighteen ninety four. Like this <laughs> is such it's like the it's like the progenitor of like haunted stories. That's why you get these weird like it's just 
a it's a moaning apparition or a door shuts. But it, and it's in a gothic castle with a governess. But the movie is just like we're not going to update any of that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. none of it really makes sense for the time that we're in. So why do we set it in 1994, which is a a, a very specific point in time for no reason <laughs> other than to be like Cobain's dead. Like, that's the only point it ever comes up. Uh, yeah, no, uh, that makes a lot more sense. Um, and it's like a thing I've been wrestling with, like the last few months is like storytelling was a lot lazier, um, up till probably 20, 30 years ago, um, when people were able to get called on their shit a little bit more, um, like we're doing now, but, um, also, it doesn't make sense why they wouldn't like it. It wouldn't take any anything to tweak this story to make it work properly, I suppose. But I like knowing that it was this 1900 story, like, and that's why all that shit was in there. Like that makes so much more sense. Um, and uh, kind of just falls flat now, knowing all of that. So. Well, yeah, it's just it's just weird, and like none of it makes any sense, and I don't know. At no <laughs> like, I was just annoyed with a lot of it, and I, just, I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. Um, every time like Finn Wolfhard came on screen, I was just like, knock it off, quit being this creepy little shit, and like, you you just got the hots for your <laughs> babysitter, and you just want to be an asshole just to be an asshole. <laughs> Yeah, unless it plays off, you know, unless you play it off the way the story originally does, which is like maybe he's possessed by that mm-hmm. caretaker that he enjoyed so much who had these sexual liaisons with the former governess. So, like, maybe that's why the kid's going towards it. You play off that dichotomy, maybe it'd be fine. But instead, Finn Wolfhard's just like, I, w- I wanted to touch your boob, but there was a spider. I'll leave now. And it's just like, what? What are we doing? This is fucking dumb. <laughs> Yeah, worthless. So, uh, I'd definitely avoid that one for sure. Um, but I doubt it'll be in theaters after this week for sure. Um, so then on to the last one with The Gentleman. Uh, did you like it? Nope, I didn't like anything this week. Fuck everything. You're kidding me, right? Are you kidding me? That movie was a pile of dumb, dumb trash. No way. That was so much fun. Oh my god, I hate you so much. Listen, I feel like this comes back to uh, fucking Legend of the Stone a couple years back with uh, yeah, you were you were just you had this weird hard on for Guy Ritchie. I just don't get it. Listen, Guy Ritchie just makes films for me, and I enjoy him. <laughs> yeah, you were, you were a big fan of Aladdin too, right? I, don't I remember correctly. Was not a fan of Aladdin. <laughs> Because uh, that weird um, really, but what you, what problems did you have with the movie then? Uh let's see where where to begin. Um, All right, let me set the stage first. Uh, so, if you haven't seen the gentleman, it is about uh, essentially a pot kingpin in the Ukraine is selling off his business because he's getting older <laughs> and just doesn't give I, a hey, shit. Pump the brakes real quick. I know, I know impeachment's on everybody's mind, but it's in the UK, not the Ukraine. 
Oh, f- fuck you, man. <laughs> They're the same thing. <laughs> there is a difference. So in England, uh, a pot dealer uh, is looking to get out of the business. He's got plans set up for the next decade or two. Um, he's looking to sell it off to a wealthy other kingpin looking to get into the business a little bit more. Um and the shenanigans ensue of trying to get him to lower his price, uh, which leads to uh, his wife being assaulted and the end point. But also, throughout this entire thing, it's being set up as a story written by this paparazzi or private investigator that's been following this king, king, kingpin and like telling the story that way. Um, that aspect, as, aspect I really enjoy um, where Hugh Grant was just telling the story. And then like after, after it all unfolds and like you get the bits that's sprinkled in and like he put the tracker in his shoes so you could find out where like he'd hit the, hit these transcripts and shit. Um, I thought it was smart. Uh, it was enjoyable for what it was. At no point was I like, I really don't give a damn about pot laws in any country, especially the U.S. of A. or England. <laughs> like, I think it's just arbitrary for the sake of being arbitrary. But I don't know. Uh, for getting a new um, McConaughey movie this year, it's I enjoyed it way more than Serenity last year. And that and Serenity wasn't terrible. It was just a weird ending for the most part. <laughs> but what did you hate about it? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it is all it it's trying to be stylish for stylish sake but it's not stylish at all um i hate the convolutedness of the narrative uh i hate all the characters (laughs) you mean colin farrell man i want to like colin farrell and he's probably the closest i can but but like I I hate the casual racism throughout it for no reason. Uh, I hate the gay caricatures throughout it for no reason. Uh, I hate these wannabe tough guys who aren't tough. Like it's just I it's just it's it's posturing at a level that doesn't need to be there. It's literally Guy Ritchie trying to be like, hey, remember when I made Snatch and Lock Stock and Two Smoking <laughs> Barrel? I can do that again. I can do it again, guys. But you're kind of like, I don't think I ever want those anymore. (laughs) No, I totally get what you're saying, for sure. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I think if you're going into a Guy Ritchie movie, like this is what you're expecting. And if you're a fan of his work, I think you're going to enjoy this, for sure. But... I don't know. And, like, just everything seems so... (sighs) One... The, with the way you're telling the narrative, you already are at the end. 
in your fine. So like when you're getting these reveals, like they don't ultimately mean anything because we've already gotten past that point in terms of your structural oh, yeah. layout. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like I don't know if it has to do with like, like if it's because they're talking about weed. If that's like, but everything has this laconic, laid back thing to it. There's no. Ultimately, I don't feel any pressure anywhere. There's no stakes to a lot of it until until all of a sudden there's like, we're going to rape your wife. And I'm like, whoa, where did this come from? We are just jumping the gun all of a sudden. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess that's this week's. <laughs> <laughs> So what are we watching for next week then? <sighs> Birds of prey. Listen, did you talk yourself into that you wanted to see Hansel and Gretel? Oh, I watched it already. Do I have to watch it? <laughs> um, I mm, uh maybe. <laughs> It's interesting. Uh, do you have it's, any? Do you have any inkling to see Just Mercy? I I thought about it, and then I looked at the runtime and I was like, "No, thank you." <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm probably gonna get to check that out tonight. So Ugh, I don't even know what's playing here anymore. But like, I thought about it, and then I saw it was two hours and twenty minutes. I was like, I can't cut three hours out to fucking go see a movie I'm not really excited about. <laughs> Because the weirdest thing was, like, I watched that trailer, and they were trying to tell me in the trailer that Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx were the same age. And I was like, who? Zulo was coming. We're making some bold, bold accusations. Um, but yeah, Birds of Prey. And then I'm sure I'll watch through Cheer. Um, probably find a couple other things, too. So. Yeah, there's always going to be something, but you need to fucking work your way onto the mat. You gotta, <laughs> you, you want to get on mat? Listen, I'll give it a couple more episodes and we'll, I'll see how I'm feeling if I work <laughs> through the rest of it. <laughs> uh, and then we'll figure out some X-Files schedule for sure. Oh, God, yeah, I guess we figure something. So, a season? Watch all of that. If you like Guy Ritchie, check out The Gentleman. Um, that's about it. I, definitely check out the I Lost My Body on Netflix. I think that was a good watch. So That's what we got for you this week. Uh, check all that stuff out, and we'll watch some new stuff for you next week and bring you a new episode for Random. Thank you all. Peace, pineapple, all that good stuff. Later.